0: You are listening to the Women of the Military podcast, where we share the stories of female service members and how the military touched their lives. I'm your host, military veteran, military spouse, and mom, Amanda Huffman. My goal is to find the heart of the story and uncover issues women face while serving in the military. If you want to be encouraged by the stories of military women and be inspired to change the world, keep tuned for this latest episode of Women of the Military. Every article of clothing, every accessory worn by a member of the military must conform to the regulation. but there are gaps in compliant clothing available for service members, particularly women. While I was on active duty, finding a purse that fell under military regulations was more than difficult. It was impossible. The purse I had found was technically non-compliant, but every purse I had found had one thing that made it so it did not meet standards. Luckily, Wilco Life understood this need and created an online boutique of minimalist style Bag and accessories that meet military regulations. And even if you are not looking for a military regulations purse or bag, you should check out Wilco Life since they also offer and carry products from veteran-owned companies that don't meet military regulations. Go to WilcoSupplyCo.com, use the code AIRMAN2MOM, and save 15%. That's WilcoSupplyCo.com with the code AIRMAN2MOM to save 15%. Now, let's get back to the show. Lacey Langford, the military money expert, is the host of the Military Money Show and LaceyLangford.com, a personal finance blog specializing in the unique world of the U.S. military. She was raised as an Army brat and is a U.S. Air Force veteran, military spouse, financial coach, speaker, and writer who changes people's lives from being fearful of money to having control and confidence with it. Lacey is an accredited financial counselor, with over 10 years of experience in the financial planning, counseling, and coaching. She served in the Air Force from 1997 to 2001, separating just three months before September 11. During her service, she was an information manager. She says that serving in the military was the best decision she ever made. She was scared out of her mind to do it, but knew it was a good decision at the time, but she had no idea what a positive impact it would have on her life. We're so excited to hear your story. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to hear about your experience. I've interviewed a lot of Air Force because I was Air Force, but I haven't interviewed very many military children. Oh yeah, definitely. Just a different experience. So why did you decide to join the military? Well, in high school, I didn't
1: really take school very seriously. It wasn't a huge priority for me. I always loved working. That was something that I was just really into, making money. And after I graduated, I went to community college for, I don't know, maybe six months and decided that it just wasn't something I wanted right then. It's not that I didn't want to go to college. It just, I knew I wasn't taking it serious and I just wanted to have maybe a different experience before I committed to school at a four-year university. And so I decided that I was going to join the military, get some life experience, make some money and also get some money for school.
0: Your bio said that you were an army brat and then you picked the Air Force. Why did you pick the Air Force after growing up with so much of the army in your life?
1: Well, I think there's a different quality of life in the Air Force and also I was going to enlist in the Air Force. And I think the difference between officer and enlisted in the Air Force is very different from officer enlisted in the Army. And, you know, I had heard through the grapevine that the quality of life would maybe be a little bit better in the Air Force, maybe, you know, better um, dorms, better TDYs, those type of things. So, and I went to both the Army and the Air Force recruiter and spoke with both of them. And I actually did the ASVAB through the Army. I kind of really committed to the Army. Well, not obviously really committed, but had started the whole process. And then I spoke with the Air Force recruiter, and I just thought it was going to be a better fit for me, not only for the quality of life, but also the job.
0: So you started looking into the military with the Army and then switched yep. over to the Air Force. That makes sense. Yeah. I gave them both a shot. And your job was information manager? What exactly is that? I did a lot of secretarial work.
1: I reviewed, edited performance reports, annual performance reports. I did some computer work, although looking back now, I don't even know if you would call it computer work. Like, I just feel like I could like set up people's email. It wasn't really like, (laughs) if you asked me, although in my tech school, I did have to learn how to take apart a CPU, but if I think... At that point, it, while I was in, if I had to take one apart, it would have never got put back together. So <laughs> it was more secretarial work that I did admin work. I think at one point I managed the credit card program. I did your analysis. I did, yeah, editing, a lot of editing.
0: And is that part of the communications squadron or? It wasn't part
1: of us. It could be anywhere. So I oh, worked, okay. so while I was in for a little bit, I worked in the supply squadron and then I worked at the logistics group.
0: Is there anything from your military experience that like stands out that you want to talk about or share about? I just really had an amazing
1: experience. I know not everybody that joins the military has a great experience, but I was blessed with having some great mentors coming in, people that were in a leadership role above me. And I I think going into the military, especially basic training, I'd never really been away from home before. I'd always obviously been in the military environment, but that was the first time I really took on something as my own. I was only 19 years old and it was definitely something I was so scared I remember if I could have ran away when I was taking the flight to San Antonio, I probably would have. But, um, and once I got there, I was totally scared. But as I moved forward in training to realize like I got pushed really far to the point where I thought I couldn't do it, but then I surpassed that. And then it happened again, getting pushed further, you know, mentally, physically. And by the time I came out of basic, I, I felt like it was a really great accomplishment for me. And then also in my career, like the four years that I was in, it was a great experience. I really grew and improved my work ethic. and again, kept pushing myself further than I thought I could go. And so I think that's what I enjoyed most about being in the military is it really showed me what I was truly capable of.
0: Yeah, I think that's something the military definitely does. It definitely pushes you to your limit and then you find out, oh, I can actually do more than I thought I could do.
1: Yeah. And also too, that the standards, like my work ethic, just, you know, learning from my mistakes and continuing to improve every single time, I think has really shaped who I am today. And the fact that I'm an entrepreneur, have my own business, I learned a lot of great things by being active duty military.
0: And where were you stationed when you were active duty? Um, Predominantly,
1: I was at Pope Air Force Base when it was Air Force Base, before it was called Pope Field in North Carolina. And then I spent about seven months working for NATO out of Italy. And I got to go to Bosnia for one day, one day. (laughs) And I didn't want to stay there longer than one day. (laughs) So, but yes, predominantly at Pope Air Force Base.
0: Was the seven month time with NATO like a deployment or a TDY or- a It was a TDY. That's a long
1: TDY. It was, but let me tell you- It was an awesome TDY that I was in Italy. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's a great location.
1: Yes, I wasn't complaining.
0: And were you married when you did that or were you still single? I was still single, but I met
1: my husband when I was on active duty.
0: What did you do with NATO? Were you still doing like secretarial work? Yes,
1: admin stuff. I helped like prepare slides and things like that for flights going into the Balkan region. So that was also an amazing experience to work with military service members from other countries. Cool to see how everybody, I felt like I learned that when I went to Italy, I was still very naive about, you know, the world and, um, you know, other countries. So it was culturally a great experience for me.
0: And then you spent one day in Bosnia. What were you doing there? And how did that happen?
1: I, we actually were going into Dubrovnik, Croatia for a meeting with all the airfield managers in the Baltic region. And our plane that we were going to take off in was a Spanish plane. And it was high winds. And so there were crosswinds or something. So we weren't able to take off, but we had to leave. And so we basically drove into Bosnia and flew out of Bosnia. So that's really. I guess whole day would be stretching it like for a day. half Long
0: enough, right? Yes. Long enough to be uncomfortable. Trying to think like what was going on in 97 to 2001? That's obviously in between.
1: I got out three months before 9-11. So I just, just missed it. And
0: did you get out to go back to school or why did you get out of the Air Force?
1: Well, my enlistment was up and I had served four years and I felt like if I served another four years, that was going to be my career path. And it was a really tough decision for me to get... It out because I really loved it it was also very comfortable for me the military lifestyle because that's obviously how I grew up and then serving four years and there was definitely a level of that was my comfort zone but it was a really big decision because by then very serious my husband that you know we were gonna get married and that would have been that would be dual military and if we wanted to have kids so there was some you know long-term planning that went into it but I had also started to go back to school while I was on active duty and I really at that point definitely knew I wanted to get my degree and so I just kind of it could have gone even either way but I made the decision I felt like it was right for me to go ahead and get out at that point I thought worse comes to worse I can come back if I hate it but that was my goal is to go back to school full-time and that's that's what I did
0: that makes sense and with your when did you and your husband get married right when you got out or no it was probably a year after I got out when I when September 11th happened I was a senior in high school and I didn't know anything about the military so what did September 11th mean to you as a former service member and did it have any effect on you I guess you're gonna marry someone who was in the military. So, well, I remember when it happened,
1: I was going to, I was in school at Fayetteville Tech because that's, I had, you know, started, I was in community college and I just remember thinking like that had ramifications on my family because I had come from a military family. Also, my boyfriend at the time was active duty. All my friends were active duty. So I knew that this was going to affect definitely my life in some way, maybe not me specifically going somewhere, right. but there was still, um, right. that's what they started calling people back to active duty. But of course, you know, they didn't need a lot of admin people to come back. <laughs> (laughs) Um, So luckily I was in just the right career field that I wasn't in high demand. But yeah, it was, um, I definitely knew in that moment that it was going to be life-changing for a lot of people. And it was.
0: Yeah, that's kind of interesting. I didn't really, I think I had heard of, but I didn't realize that they like pulled people who had separated back. I thought they only brought like guards and reserves. I didn't, I don't, because I wasn't connected with the military at that time so I didn't really know but so they pulled people who had gotten off active duty back into the military because yes. they needed them yes
1: especially probably you know if somebody was on terminal leave they probably were the first round of people but, but yes I've actually met a couple of people that I know personally that were called back to active duty afterwards so um thankfully none of them were people in my family but definitely soon after that my boyfriend was gone you know that's when everybody was leaving but I do remember like that day you know communication was crazy with you know everybody on a military installation, security was extremely tight. I remember to get on, like they wouldn't even most cars the lines were so long to get on, people just started parking outside the gate and just walking to work because it was so crazy. But but yeah, it was um definitely a, a changing moment for people in the military.
0: Did you face any struggles while serving? You said that the military was great, but was there any downside to being in the military you know
1: you're young and you kind of want to be wild and crazy and when you're in the military there's a lot more rules so that was I'm not necessarily challenging, but you definitely, you know, weren't the same as your peers and, you know, making sure that I was always on task and always improving. You know, in the beginning, I didn't know how to edit an annual report for somebody. I didn't, or a performance report. I didn't know how to write a memorandum and do it right. And, but as it improved, that made openings in, for my career in the military where I got better jobs and, you know, asked to do, you know, more prestigious things. Like, oh, I got to hold like the ribbons and the, and the promotion ceremony or a little things like that but I don't necessarily think that it was a challenge but in the moment it was you know looking back it was actually an awesome opportunity for me but in the moment like oh why can't I get this right and I I don't want to you know have it come back to me with all red or make a mistake but ultimately those those things trained me to be who I am today and the, qual- the quality of work that I do.
0: What was it like to switch from being on active duty to being a military spouse? So there's a little bit of time in between. So you, were, you transitioned and you were a military girlfriend and then you mm-hmm. were a military spouse. So what was that like process like? And how was it different than being on active duty?
1: First of all, I know it from personal experience, but I see it all the time in what I do. That the transition out of the military is is greater than people think. And even though I'm, you know, I tell people all the time, "Hey, you should take it really serious." Most people don't listen, and it really was a huge life change for me. Especially because I had grown up in the military. So for me, that was the only time that I wasn't affiliated with the military. It was like a year, and it was crazy. You know, I lost all my medical insurance. I was going to school. I didn't have those familiar things like going on a military installation, like your ID card, you know, protecting that with your life and being able to go to the commissary and the PX and and also to the camaraderie or the, I don't know if it's like-mindedness or like thinking and how problems are solved and plans are executed wasn't the same with people that I interacted with in the civilian world. So that took some adjusting <laughs> that they kind of, you know, well, this is how we should do it. Like, let's be, you know, direct about it and effective. And a lot of people kind of beat around the bush more. And so it took some getting used to, but it, it definitely was a huge change for me and I lost a security blanket for a while.
0: I think you're really right that people think, oh, I'm just getting out of the military. It's not that big a deal, especially because I felt at like my TAPS class, which is it's like the class you take right before you get out of the Air Force. I felt like they were so focused on me getting a job and I didn't realize till years later the reason they were so focused on me getting a job after I got out was because I was going to lose that sense of purpose and that sense of whatever the military brings. And they were trying to replace it with a job and I was going to be a stay-at-home mom. So that, did, that transition didn't go very smoothly. But I think that the emotional side of it is the part that the military doesn't really talk about. And that's probably why people blow it off so much. So right. what advice would you give someone who's looking at getting out of the military and like how to prepare for the switch or for the change? I would
1: say start planning two years out there are a lot of jobs that people can do in the military, especially in the Air Force with aviation, that if you get out, require some type of certification. And so if you are waiting till you're done with terminal leave to start the process of getting your certification, that's going to be financially detrimental to you. So I think two years out, you're able to make the plan of, hey, what do I want to be when I get out of the military? And it might not be have anything to do with your current career field is in the military. So I think that's really important is to think about what you want to do and start taking the time to plan how to get there, the steps you need to take, but also you need to start financially preparing for it. Two years out, you need to be saving up money because there's going to be a lot of things that come up that you weren't prepared for. Losing medical is number one. People don't realize how much it costs to pay for medical care every month. That could be $1,000 a month if you have a family. And also too, you're losing your BAH and your BAS, which is another hit for people. So they think, oh, I'm kind of making the same amount each year. Well, no, you're not getting that BAH. And now you're paying for medical. So that could be over two grand in somebody's budget. So that's very important is to build up your savings and be prepared for the things that you don't realize that, that you loved about the military and that you appreciated that, but that were never, you never articulated them. So like the, the understoods, the way you communicate that, you know, in the military, it's like, Hey, you are part of this team. You have to pull your weight or this whole thing falls through. When you get out, some people don't understand that, a team dynamic. Like, oh, what? You really actually wanted me to do that? And you were counting on that person. (laughs) Giving yourself some mental wiggle room to get out and to kind of reacclimate to a different environment is really important.
0: Those are really good tips, especially the savings one, because I think that one really can hit you hard because the insurance and the taxes when you're not getting BAH and BAS, that's non-tax.
1: Well, also too, if, if, especially like in the combat arms positions, if you're deploying frequently, you're used to hazardous duty, hostile fire pay, which is tax free. And so not only do you make extra money every month, but at the end of the year, you're not paying as much in taxes. Mm -hmm. So that's also another hit for people is that they're used to that, that kind of uh, boost every other year that they get in their finances. And it's actually sometimes, unfortunately, the way people kind of get right with their money. It's like, okay, well, we've gone into debt, but now we're going to do a deployment and we're going to get right again. Well, you're not going to have that system when you get out. So it's really important to start saving the money, but also looking at the way your money flows while you're on active duty and then what that could look like when you're out of the service. So you can compare those to and to say, okay, hey, we are going to be short $1,000. We know we got to make up for that somehow. We either got to make more money or we're going to have to cut our expenses down by $1,000.
0: What is it like to be military spouse who's a mom and you are a military brat? So you kind of have, I don't have that experience of being a military brat. I have my kids. And so like the moves and like, how does that affect and like how you parent and kind of knowing what it's like on the other side, or do you think it's totally different?
1: No, I think it definitely gave me an advantage that. That's kind of how I grew up, and I had that perspective. But I also had my perspective from being active duty, so I know what my husband was doing. You know, I know what he was going through, and maybe not necessarily the deployment part, but you know, the the process lines and just the paperwork and the training and all of those things. And then you know, I know what it's like to have to move. I know, you know, I know what it was like to hear my dad and mom tell us, "Hey, guess what? I know you just finally made friends, but we're leaving again." (laughs) But I just really believe that I set the tone for my household with my children um, during a deployment, when we're going to move, whatever the situation is, training where my husband was going to be gone or just short notice stuff to say, hey, I actually have to leave this weekend for three months. Okay, we didn't prepare for that, but we're just gonna roll with it. That's how we're gonna do it. And so I just always made a move fun. Like, this is gonna be a new adventure and we're gonna meet new friends and get to see a new part of the country. And whenever my husband deployed, I always made that fun too. Like, hey, dad has to go away, but we're gonna do these fun things while he's gone. And I always kind of had a project for me and my children to keep us busy during that time also you know maybe learn something new but also it was fun things to be able to tell my husband when he called to kind of stay in the positive hey we did this you know you know the boys learned how to swim or you know one's walking you know those type of things so i really think that you know your mindset is really important in any aspect of the military if you're active duty if you're a reserve if you're a spouse if you're a military brat that that's kind of you have to be find the positive in any situation so i feel like as a military parent that I had that kind of advantage growing up that way. So I knew how to maneuver some things, but also gave me an advantage that I know there was a lot of resources that I could use. You know, I know like I can reach out to fellow military spouses and there's other kids going through the same thing. That's a major benefit is to have your children, you know, interact on a military installation. Even if they're off, you're living off post or off base to be able to come and do some recreation or go to a holiday party or the Easter egg hunt, those type of things to be around children that are going through the same thing. Cause they know what it's like, you know, they don't have to explain why my dad's gone for a year and why the only time I see my dad is through a computer.
0: Yeah. That makes sense to give them other children that they can relate to so they don't feel so alone.
1: Yes. Yes. It's huge, but also, you know, to feel normal, like, oh yeah, Hey, we're, we're, I mean, and they are, they're still children and, but it's just, it's a unique dynamic to one. not have your spouse for a year but also to not have your parent for a year Mm -hmm. and I think that's a great time for everybody to kind of pull together and that's kind of also to the military mindset like we got we got to get this done like we are going to you know figure it out that's kind of how I rolled with it
0: one of the people I was talking to was like well you like you moved here and you just dived in and I was like yeah because I'm in the I was in the military and that's what you're trained. like go out there like don't sit and wait because things aren't going to come to you um and so right. it's interesting.
1: But also too is if, you know, a military spouse or a military child, if you wait to try to meet people, you're just gonna be leaving again. Right. And so you just, you know, have lost kind of time and um but now I'm a professional at making friends. That's what I tell people, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> I've got it down, you know, I can't. But I also know what it's like to be the person sitting there by themselves and not know anyone or to be scared or to, you know, be confused what's going on. Like, which line should I be in? You know, what work should I fill out? And so I definitely try to pay that forward now that when I see somebody kind of in that situation, I definitely don't want them to ever feel like I did. So I think that's also an amazing thing in the military community is we all have had those experiences. (laughs) So there's a lot more outreach. Yeah.
0: And you can build your community, but it does take work.
1: Yes. You're going to have to put yourself out there a little bit. Uh,
0: My last question is, what would you tell girls considering joining the military?
1: I would tell them to first and foremost, do their research. You definitely want to understand all of the services in the military, what they do, what their mission is, um, to understand what your quality of life will be and the job you'll be doing and the environment you'll be doing it in. And then pair that up with knowing who you are. You know, if you know you're not a swimmer, don't join the Navy. You know, if you don't want to to get thrown to the water then don't join the Navy. But also too, like if you know that you're looking for a more a computer job, you know, you're going to have to test higher for that, possibly the Air Force or Navy. So you definitely want to have a full understanding of the services and an understanding of what you're looking for to get out of the military. And then I would say just do it, you know, do it with confidence. And it may be scary in the beginning, but it's going to keep getting better and better and you'll continue to improve and learn a whole different skill set and be making money while you do it.
0: That's true. Doing the research is really important. That's part of one of the reasons I started the podcast was to give people a way to hear like different military stories so that they can know what the different branches are like and what the different experiences are like because every experience in the military is a little bit different and we all have different challenges and experiences.
1: Yes. To each their own, everything is going to, we all come at it looking at it in a different way as well based on our past experiences and, and how we handle things so... I think when you're thinking about joining the military, you have to do what's right for you. You definitely take people's feedback into consideration, but ultimately you are the one that will be signing on that line and you will be the one committing your life for a certain amount of years. So definitely um, take feedback, but don't let anybody push you into something that you're not comfortable with. And I would also definitely say, like, make sure you have your job lined up before you sign up.
0: Yes, that... (laughs) <laughs> I interviewed someone a couple of weeks ago who was like, I was just in a hurry and I wanted to get in. And she was like, and I ended up in security forces, which ended up being okay. But she like wanted to do this medical job and she never got the opportunity to do it because she didn't wait and went in undeclared and then they just gave her whatever job they had yes. available. So
1: that's yeah. a good point. Yes. Do not be in a hurry. Do the research, take your time. And because it is, you're committing, you know, four, three, four years of your life to do something that you're going to have to go to training for and do Whatever they say. So, you might as well make sure that you have a full understanding of that before you get on the bus.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your experience and taking time out of your day to be on the podcast. I'll link up to your website and your podcast in the show notes so that people can follow you and learn more about you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get Women of the Military podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show onto all the apps people like to listen to? How much will it cost to get started? And how will I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. So, if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make money doing it, go for it. Go to anchor.fm/start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. That's anchor.fm/start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Women of the Military make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing stories I have with women who have served in our military. Did you love the show? Don't forget to leave a review. Finally, if you are a woman who has served or is currently serving in the military, please email me at airmantomom at gmail.com so I can set you up to be on a future episode of Women of the Military.